tocándole al balón Zidane. Entrega por la banda para Roberto Carlos. Toca por dentro. Aparece Ronaldo. Apaga el primer disparo. Hola Madridistas, this is the American Madridista Podcast. I am your host, Dumasani, recording this episode on September 25th, 2021 from New York City. Real Madrid were played to a nil-nil draw by Villarreal today at the Bernabeu in what ended up being a pretty frustrating match for the entire 90 minutes. Real couldn't present much danger to their opponents as they were denied space in both the midfield and the wide areas. And apart from a couple of headers, they just never looked like they were going to really get the ball into the back of the net. Villarreal, for their part, dominated possession, consistently got the ball down the pitch and into the final third. And in doing so, they generated a number of good chances that put both the Madrid back line and Thibaut Courtois to the test. But ultimately, they couldn't make the most of them and had to walk away with only one point from the draw. They were the better side on the day. But nonetheless, Madrid did come away with something from this game, which kept them as the sole leaders atop the La Liga table with 17 points. Madrid played their typical 4-3-3, but made a few changes to the lineup, given that it was their third game in seven days. Nacho played the left back with Alaba and Militao as the central back pairing. Valverde played the right back with Modric, Casemiro, and Asensio as the midfield three, and Benzema, Vinicius, and Rodrigo up front. Thibaut Courtois, as always, was in front of the goal. Villarreal made it known right from the opening whistle that they were at the Bernabeu to win this game as they came out on the front foot and came right after Real Madrid. I thought Madrid offered Villarreal a little bit too much space to operate and attack, And Villarreal certainly took advantage of that as they were comfortable in possession and played forward passes pretty efficiently, getting themselves up the pitch and into the final third where they continuously were crossing balls into the box while players were running into unoccupied spaces to receive them, forcing the likes of Alaba and Militao to make clearances to deny the final ball, as well as Nacho to track back and make recovery runs to intervene before Thibaut Courtois could be put to the test. Dan Juma was particularly dangerous for Villarreal as he ran down the left-hand side going after Federico Valverde. Seemingly, it was the Villarreal plan to attack that position with Valverde not being accustomed to playing as right back. Madrid was not able to possess the ball nearly as much as their opponents in that first half, and they were pretty much only able to generate attacks on the break, which they did a couple of times, getting out into space with the likes of Valverde, running through the center of the pitch. You had Vinicius trying to take on players down the left-hand side, but Villarreal was well-organized, seemingly having two men marking him at a time to keep him from bursting forward in the way that he has been all season. Rodrigo did make some nice runs down the right-hand side at times, looking threatening, but ultimately he was kept out in the wide areas. And those sparse instances of encouraging attacking play that Madrid did have just ended up being fruitless as they were unable to get good looks on goal, being forced into shots from distance that ended up being blocked or just entirely missed their mark. The best chance that Madrid did have to score in that first half 
probably came in the 35th minute when they should have been awarded a penalty as Nacho had run into the box with the ball and the Villarreal defender Albiol made shoulder-to-shoulder contact which brought Nacho down to the ground and prevented him from continuing his run. I thought it was a foul but the referee adjudged that it was not and VAR did not instruct him to take a second look at it which allowed Villarreal to escape on that instance. But apart from that, full credit goes to Villarreal for the way they defended Madrid in the final third and made them look far less than the attacking powerhouse that they had been in the middle of the week. The second half did start off a little bit better for Madrid in attack as Ancelotti brought on Camavinga for Rodrigo to try to shake things up and Madrid did press Villarreal high up the pitch for the first 10 minutes or so, winning the ball back on a couple of instances to tilt the scales of possession. In doing so, they were able to get the ball out into wide areas quickly and cross balls into the box, which looked like they presented a little bit more danger than they had in the first half. But ultimately, Villarreal still defended well and were able to clear those balls out of the danger areas before Madrid could get boots to them to put them on to the goal. Madrid's increased attacking pressure, however, did generate a wonderful opportunity in the 50th minute when the team had won a free kick after Vinicius Jr. had been fouled on the left-hand side of the pitch. And Asensio made a good cross of the ball into the box for Militao, who had made a well-timed run. But unfortunately, despite having a swath of open goal in front of him, his header went wide of the left post. After that first 10 minutes of Madrid coming to life, Villarreal settled back into controlling possession of the ball, with Dan Juma continuing to be a threat down the left-hand side and Foyt joining him as a danger on the opposite side of the pitch as he continuously ran at Nacho and got in behind him, getting himself into the final third on the right where he was able to play balls into the box and make runs into the box as well, presenting a danger for Madrid. One particular run by Foyt in the 57th minute ended up in a cross being played past Thibaut Courtois that looked like it was certain to end up in the back of the net, but a Villarreal player just couldn't put his foot onto the ball to get it forward into the open goal. Ancelotti then brought on Hazard for Modric in the 73rd minute to spark the Madrid attack once again, and it did have some positive effect as Hazard did go on some good runs whenever he got the ball on his feet. Isco was then brought on for Asensio in the 81st minute, and likewise he brought something to the Madrid attack, getting himself into the box and getting a header onto the goal in the 82nd minute, which was ultimately saved, but Madrid just wasn't able to get the breakthrough that they were looking for with the attacking changes that they made. They did have the better of the run of play over the final 10 minutes of the game, in which they dominated possession of the ball and peppered Villarreal with crosses into the box, but ultimately they were not able to make anything of those balls and the shots that they were able to get off just could not find the target. As a result, at the final whistle, Madrid had to settle for a very frustrating nil-nil draw. Certainly Villarreal showed themselves to be a very formidable opponent, but from Madrid's standpoint, they have to be disappointed by only taking one point from this game given some of the results that happened in La Liga today as this result only marginally solidified the Whites' lead atop La Liga's table, leaving them with 17 points. And then Ronaldo! Oh! What a goal Cristiano Ronaldo! Sensational! Let's get into the player performances from this game today. Starting up front, Kareem Benzema was a sixth performer. It was a relatively quiet game from him as he couldn't quite impact the game in the final third or in a deeper position as a playmaker. 
On the few occasions when he was able to get some shots off, they were either blocked or off target. So it wasn't his best performance of the season and he rated as a six. Vinicius Jr. rated as a seven performer. He was denied space on the wing in that first half as it seemed like Villarreal was intent on marking him with more than one defender. As such, he wasn't able to get himself into the final third in the way that he has frequently been able to do so throughout the course of this season. However, his runs did become a little bit more incisive and impactful in the second half. And as such, he was able to get himself in a position to play crosses into the box. And a couple of times he took some runs at goal himself to get shots off, even though they were ultimately off target. But despite that lack of end product, I still thought he put in a solid shift. So I rated him as a seven. I also thought Rodrigo was a seven performer on the opposite wing. He made a few good runs down the right hand side and played some crosses into the box. He was taken off after only 45 minutes, but I thought he put in a good performance in the time that he was out there and Ancelotti just took him off just to try to shake things up. He showed some good stuff when he could, so I rated him as a seven. I thought the midfield was the weakest area for Madrid in this game. Luka Modric I had rated as a 5 performer. He was not nearly as impactful in attack as we'd like to see him be as the possession midfielder. Certainly Villarreal's dominance of possession in the first half contributed to that. But Modric also did not get out into space running forward when he did have the ball. And he was not as purposeful in picking out passes to orchestrate Madrid's forward play. He had one good second half run out into space, but otherwise it was not the best performance from him, so I rated him as a 5. Likewise, Casemiro was also a 5 performer in the midfield. I didn't think he was strong defensively and was the primary culprit in that area of the park in allowing Villarreal so much comfortable possession, particularly in the first half. He seemed to be on his heels at times and surrendering too much space in front of him. And he also gave the ball away and was dispossessed on a couple of instances in the middle of the park, which did not help Madrid in the possession battle. Wasn't a good Casemiro performance today. He rated as a 5. Asensio was a little bit better than his midfield counterparts, so I rated him as a 6. Obviously, it was a relatively quiet performance from him as compared to his hat-trick performance in the middle of the week. But he did still make some contributions to Madrid's attack as he got out on some runs and was able to get some shots off, although they were not on target. Decent enough performance from him, so I thought it warranted a 6. In the back, I had Nacho as a 6 performer as well. He had an important intervention in the final third in the first half, and he made a good run with the ball into the box and should have been awarded a penalty after having been brought down. However, his defensive play dropped off precipitously in the second half as Foyt continuously gave him fits running down the right hand side getting in behind him and presenting a danger to Madrid. It was a bit of an up and down performance for Nacho so I rated him as a 6. David Alaba I had rated as a 7 performer for this game. He was so important for Madrid defensively as he cleared a number of dangerous balls that had been played into the box. He also made some timely interventions out in space and is showing himself to be Madrid's best defender on that back line, a seven performance for him. Militao likewise was also a seven. He did some solid work in the center of the box, clearing balls as well, and also made some key interventions in the central area of the pitch in the final third. He should have netted a goal for Madrid when he got his head onto the end of Marco Asensio's free kick, but nonetheless, it was a solid performance for him defensively 
which was the most important thing. So he was a seven. Federico Valverde, I had rated as a five as the right back. He did do some good things in attack when he ran forward with the ball out in space. But defensively, he was clearly the weak link for Madrid's back line as Dan Juma ran at him repeatedly in the first half and got around him in the box in one instance and had a good look onto the goal, but put the ball wide of the post. Valverde found himself out of defensive position on a couple of instances and did not close down on the ball well. So it's only right to give him the lowest mark of all of the defenders. So he gets a five. As for the substitutes, I had Camavinga as a five as well. It was the first time he really looked his age in a Madrid shirt, as I thought his performance was just laden with errors. He had a number of bad touches, inaccurate passes, and giveaways in the midfield, and he just didn't have much impact whatsoever in changing the game for Madrid in attack. Five performance for him. Eden Hazard, on the other hand, I thought looked solid when he came on, and so I rated him as a seven. He injected some energy into Madrid's attack whenever he got the ball on his feet, making some good forward runs out into space and at players. And his run into the final third on the right-hand side set up East Coast header that almost netted Madrid its goal. He was a solid 7 in his limited action. Isco I had rated as a 6 for his performance in the last few minutes of the game. He didn't waste much time trying to make an impact as he got himself into the box soon after coming on and put a nice header onto the goal from close range which forced a save from the Villarreal keeper. 6 performance for him. Finally, Courtois in front of the goal was a solid 7. He made some important saves in both halves of Dan Juma's shots on goal. And he also read some dangerous balls well as he intercepted crosses and long balls that were played over the top of Madrid that would have had Villarreal players onto the goal for 1v1 situations. Coupled with the central defenders in front of him, his play was important in keeping Villarreal off of the score sheet so Madrid could get something from this game. Solid performance from him. He was a 7. Given how prolific Madrid's attack has been in the early part of this season, Ancelotti would certainly be disappointed seeing the team score no goals in this game. However, keeping a clean sheet against a spirited Villarreal attack has to be encouraging for the coach given some of the defensive issues that Madrid has displayed this season. And that defensive play is something that Madrid would want to take into their next game, which is a return to the Champions League on Tuesday of next week. Three in the box waiting for the cross and it was Bale! Oh, what about that? What about that from Gareth Bale? Up next for Madrid, they return to Champions League action at the Bernabeu on Tuesday as they take on newcomers Sheriff Tiraspol, who are out of Moldova. Sheriff are not to be taken lightly, however, as they have already won their first game in group play, beating Shakhtar 2-0, which left them atop of the group on goal differential. I'll be curious to see whether they suffer any sort of stage fright under the bright lights of the Bernabeu, but Madrid, for their part, would be foolish to look at them as minnows, as in this competition, no side can be underestimated. If they go into this game with the requisite respect for the opponent and intensity that this competition demands, they should get all three points. So the next time you all will hear from me will be sometime on Tuesday evening after that game has concluded, hopefully with Madrid having emerged as the victors. So until then, as always, Hala Madrid.
parió Zidane, gol del Madrid en el 45, gol de Zidane, Zidane. Real Madrid 2, Leverkusen 1.